Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Welcome to the show. This is Janine Bolin, and today I am so lucky to have a guest. She and I have only try- been trying to get her on the show for the last four months. It finally happened. I'm so excited about that. I have with me today Viva Sharma, and she is not only an author, but she's also the founder of CosmicWays.com. She's a vice president for the Women's Indian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. She's a global goodwill ambassador at the Global Goodwill Ambassadors. She's also a global peace ambassador, Silicon Valley's Women Warriors Lean In Circle Leader, and San Francisco's Chapter Chairperson for Mindfulness. Oh, and don't forget, she also does All Ladies League for the USA, and she's the world's largest all-inclusive international women's chamber for the universal movement for the welfare wealth and well-being of all the empowering women leadership people she can find. So to say that this woman isn't busy is an understatement, right? I mean, the woman is constantly on the move. And in the process of that, she likes to share her message, which is her journey into mindfulness that started over a decade ago. And she did it because she needed to deal with the daily stress and she had anxiety. So who can't relate to that? You know, the world is in a place where it has its share of anxiety. So she learned that our happiness and well-being doesn't depend on the circumstances of our personal life, but really in the way that we go about perceiving it. And she'll talk to you a little bit about NLP and some of the neuro-linguistic programming and that kind of stuff. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but she really wants to, to change things from people so that they realize that what's happening on the outside is actually because of the things that you're thinking about and the way that you're perceiving things on the inside. So check out her book that she just got published this year, which is Turn Within, Reconnect with Your Inner Peace and Well-Being. And it just focuses on the importance of meditation. Now, I know many of you are probably like, if I hear the word meditation one more time, I'm going to scream. Well, too bad, because you're going to hear it again today, because this is the point of what a lot of her message is, which is spreading awareness about meditation and the importance of connecting within. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you with us, Viva. Thanks, Janine, for such a nice introduction. Glad to be here. (laughs) I'm so glad we finally were able to connect. So I like to ask all my people who come on the show, really, what got you started? There's always that, that pivotal moment, that pivotal thing that happens that initiates the whole chain of events that culminates into you writing a book, right? But there's always that one thing that starts you off. Do you mind sharing a little bit about what got you started writing? Yeah, actually, you know, um, I started meditating um, uh, way back when I was small, little ch- child. I my I was raised in a family where we were introduced to a spiritual side of life at a very early age. Our parents used to take us for uh, spiritual gatherings. We used to meditate together. Then um, when I got married, I came to U.S., and I was missing my family so much. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. 
And, and then, you know, you worry about your parents and uh, you miss your family, but you worry about your parents. They're getting old. And then there was something like, you know, fear of, fear of losing your loved ones. And then I started reading uh, spiritual books again. And I meditating, uh, started meditating. And uh, again, I took so many other classes, workshops. I, uh, and then I decided that, you know, uh, I will get initiated into a practice that I was reading a book from Master Ching Hai. And uh, she told us about all the things we can do when we start meditating. We can actually access other realms. That was very fascinating and tempting for me. I said, wow, we can do that. So I was very curious to know. And then um, I got initiated. I started meditating. And she said, we have to meditate at least 10% of our time in 24 hours, like two and a half hours every day. <laughs> so I started meditating one hour in the morning, one hour in the evening. And, um, and slowly, slowly, you know, long story short, I started uh, working as a holistic life coach. And also, when I meditate in the morning, I take some notes, I get some insights, and there are some messages I clearly see whenever I ask some questions, I, I get those messages, and I take note of those things. And when I go back to those notes, uh, actually, I feel surprised sometimes. I wrote that. That's nice. I can use that for myself and with my clients. So, and um, also, whenever we talk with our you know, like uh, siblings talk to each other. We always talk about spiritual stuff and on uh, philosophical discussions. And one day my uh, younger brother told me that, why don't you write a book? You should write a book. And I was always thinking that I should write a book from my notes and it can help my clients. It can help other people. And then I decided, and when he said, I said, yes, actually I should. If I don't start writing, I'll never, I'll never do that. And that day I started actually working on writing my book. It was just one and a half years ago. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, I just did it. And before I knew it, uh, I wrote a book. <laughs> well, congratulations, because I know that there's some people that'll go 10 years before they'll write their, their book. And thank you for not taking 10 years because <laughs> of what you talk about as far as your mindfulness and the tips that you give for meditation and how you talk about walking the path to self-discovery and self-actualization. That is a message that I don't think we can talk enough about or help people get to that because one of the things both you and I were talking about before the show was we're both longtime meditators. We've been meditating for decades and we were taught the long meditation techniques, you know, where you sit for six hours or eight hours at a time. And then, you know, in order for you as a householder, right, because we're not in an ashram, we're kind of given a, an out, you know, where we can meditate for only an hour in the morning and an hour at night. And, and you talk to some Americans about that. And they're like, I can't even sit still to watch television, you know, for an hour. But you have, you have an answer. And so did I, we both came up with different answers. But talk about the answer you came up for your clients on how you can have shorter meditations. Yeah, actually, you know, it's so interesting, Janine. Um, I, uh, every single time they come to me, they see my background. Oh, yeah, I want to learn meditation. Even my corporate clients, they start with something else, some career goals. But as we talk, they say, I just want to learn how to meditate, but I can't. Every single one of them say, I want to learn meditation, but I don't think I can meditate. 
So I always tell them that meditation is not about doing anything. It's about undoing. And then um, I challenge, and um, it is so interesting. One of my clients said, I want to learn meditation, but please just uh, take me to two-minute meditation because I cannot concentrate more than that. (laughs) My client said three. So I I built an online course called Three-Minute Meditations just because they were like, please, three minutes or less. And I'm like, okay, here we go. But you came up with five-minute meditation. So really talk to me about those five-minute meditations because, you know, both you and I picked odd numbers, you know, yeah. and there's a, reason, there's a reason for that. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. So tell us a little bit about that. No, actually, I, I ta- after talking to my clients, I came up with, uh, I uh, recorded two, three, five-minute meditation piece. So sometimes uh, I tell them, you know, during uh, any time, whenever you feel overwhelmed, just play two-minute piece. And if you have more time, if you're more uh, motivated, play three-minute piece and then five minutes. So actually, it's on my website. It's free to download. And uh, my clients download them when they first start meditating. So it's called two, three, five-minute meditation. And also, uh, coming back to that person, she said, just lead me through two minutes. And when I uh, led her, and she, at that same day, she meditated on her own for 26 minutes. And now she's incredible, isn't it? I can't (laughs) meditate. I can't meditate. And then you work with these people just a very short period of time. And the next thing you know, they're meditating for an hour. You know, they just bliss out. They just like, oh, I had no idea, you know, that this happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. You have the two, three and five minute meditations. Yes, that's right. I remember seeing that. So what other wonderful things have occurred since you wrote this book and you started sharing with people your mindfulness techniques. Yeah, um, the most interesting thing is Janine, when I work with my corporate clients, and they ask that how can we use mindfulness at in our at work and like spirituality at work, and how can we do that? So I always tell them that like you know you are one person, and there's no difference like between your professional life and personal life. You are one. And just be authentic, be mindful. And for example, if you're going for any meeting, just focus on the intention, what you want to get out of the meeting. And it's not about winning or losing or uh, getting something. And uh, just be mindful uh, of your intention and just be present and uh, listen to other person and just convey whatever you need to convey. Just be mindful of your thoughts and feelings and intentions and actions. So it helps them so much. And even before the, any meeting and they uh, make sure that they decide. And uh, I was just talking to another client just yesterday. She said, I was having one co- uh, conflict uh, with one of my teams and they were not responding. And I was having very tough time. So I work on this one word, intention. I work and I was ha- being resentful towards them that they're not responding. They're not respecting my time. So I was having very negative um, opinion about them. But then I focused that we are here for mutually beneficial relationship. So I will reach out to them with this intention that I help them and they help me. And she said, just by working on the one word of intention, and it turned out to be such a good meeting. And I was very happy after the meeting. My clients were very happy after the meeting. So it was my biggest win. I always tell them that, you know, write down your wins of the week and just uh, try these things and see how it goes. So she said that was my biggest win. I, I focus on intention. 
And another thing is uh, when my clients uh, have to go through their uh, giving tough feedback, giving and receiving tough feedback or having difficult conversations with their colleagues. And then uh, when I uh, direct them, just, uh, you know, just be authentic. And it's not about you or it's not about them. It's about the work, it's about the project. And it's about the expectations about the work. It's not about you. So when people uh, just focus on the being authentic and they have such a smooth, cordial conversation with their colleagues at their work and definitely in personal life. So being authentic and, you know, just being yourself. I, I like where you are able to work in the corporate environment because when I was doing most of my internal growth was during the time that I worked as an analytical biochemist as in the pharmaceutical industry. And I remember uh, there was a little, little space that was kind of a snack room or a place you could kind of get coffee and things. And there was a chair in there. It was a very, very tiny space. And I would just go in there and meditate for two or three minutes at a time. And somebody would walk in and they go, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm visualizing, you know, and, and that was an acceptable uh, term back in the 1990s uh, when I was in corporate America. So the thing that you bring to your corporate clients, though, is you're like, look, this is how you do conflict resolution. And this is how you keep people on task, like you said, by focusing on the end result that both parties are after and not getting into that personal, it's you versus me. And that happens a lot. That's what seems to be human nature (laughs) is to make it about us. The ego wants to make it all about us and our, our world paradigm. So when it comes to conflict resolution, which our world is in such need of humanitarians and peace builders. Some people feel they have to sacrifice in order to bring peace. So what are some suggestions you have that sacrifice is kind of age of Pisces? That's the the other age where you have to sacrifice for the common good. That now that we're in this new age that's moving forward, that it's all about we all achieve the good results we're after, that we can do this together, that sacrifice is no longer required. I would love some of your thoughts and concepts as you work with corporations to help them, uh, not corporations, but the people working in them, how we can truly, by setting the word intention, but I know you have other techniques from your book about how you can achieve success while bringing other people to their needs of success. Yeah, I always uh, emphasize on, uh, like I wrote in my book also, the very reason I wrote this book, because I want to educate people about the importance of daily quiet time. Connect with your inner self, connect with that inner peace. You don't need to sacrifice anything. You just need to be more authentic. Just be you. Just come back to yourself. Like be fully present. Because all day long, we are just out there. We are not like, it's just like sleepwalking. We're not even present. We forget ourselves. We leave ourselves behind while working. And then I tell them, you just start your day with just two minutes of quiet time. Just just acknowledging your presence. Uh, uh, Just being present to your presence. And then just have that clarity. Start your day with that uh, that feeling of peace. And it sets a tone for the day. And then uh, you just run the movie. You talk about visualization. I always tell them, yeah, visualize your day. Just like, you know, run, run a movie in your mind and how, how you want your day to go. Just see yourself interacting with other people. See yourself smiling, f- feeling good 
uh, and I'll see other people smiling and you're just making difference in uh, the world just by uh, no matter what kind of job you are doing, you are serving humanity. That, that's your job. So just see yourself having a cordial relationship with other people, cordial conversation with other people. See in your mind's eye that you're having such a good day and everything is fine. At the end of the day, you're feeling accomplished, fulfilled. So that's how I always tell them to just visualize and see the end result, how you want to feel at the end of the day. You, feel, you want to feel fulfilled, accomplished. Do you want to feel energized so that you're not feeling like you have to sit downstairs uh, in a basement somewhere and just veg out in front of Netflix for, you know, ad infinitum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that, and it so works. And yet it sounds so, to, to certain practical minds, it just sounds like so much air, right? You know, it just sounds like a diatribe of words. And people have heard the words of, be yourself, be authentic. And I've actually had clients come to me and go, I have no idea what you're saying. Hmm. Like literally they were so disconnected. They had no idea what I was saying, you know, and I would love your perspective on people who, when they hear the word visualization, they don't know what we're talking about. Yes. You know, yet they, they're there, they're there in front of us. They're wanting assistance, um, from us, but we're going to have to find different words. And this is where your NLP comes in handy because it helps guide in that. So if you don't mind discussing that just a little bit about how to meet people where they are, as opposed to where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always tell my clients, there's no one formula that I can give you. Okay. Do this, you know, apply this, 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 apply NLP, apply power of positive thinking, apply uh, being present, being mindful. And this, uh, just do this. There's no formula. I cannot give you that. And that you can Google how I can be more positive, how I can be more productive, but it doesn't work like that. So uh, in my practice, I work with them in their real life uh, situations, real life scenarios. So I put all these things and tell them and guide them just, just by hand holding uh, in uh, the, putting all these things in their real life situations. And then they get it. Uh, I, um, I had one client and she said, I don't get it. You know, she used to just look at me like that, like I'm talking in some other language. And she admitted and she said, just yesterday I was talking to her and she said, in the beginning, I was thinking, is that, is she for me or not? You know, I don't think it's working. I don't understand what she's saying. So, and uh, she had a problem with her boss. She said, my boss doesn't respect me and he, he doesn't value me. And uh, he was in she was in tears all the time. And then I worked with her. I said, I, it's not about your boss. It's always about you. We cannot change the world. We cannot change the people. And my brand is when you change from inside, things change from outside for you. You start seeing things from a totally different perspective. So I told her it's not about the boss. It's not. Uh, it's about you. And I want you to dig deeper. And I want you to write all the things you're good at. So because she was lacking confidence and she was um, trying to fulfill that need that somebody will acknowledge her uh, from outside. And we went through some exercises where she wrote about all her strengths and skills. And slowly, slowly now she said, I don't want my, I don't need my boss to acknowledge what I do. I don't need anybody else. I'm happy where I am. And now her boss asked her, what are you doing differently? You are not the same person. You are right. like, 
you are being unstoppable. You are being like idea machine. What are you doing? I'm so curious. What changed for you? So we were just celebrating just yesterday, and it's it's so amazing when people start seeing, um, start being who they are, when they start seeing their own strengths, when they just be authentic and just focus on their own growth, not worrying about other people, what other people are thinking of them. It doesn't mean that we become careless or arrogant and don't care about other people's feeling, but it's all about like how you see yourself. So instead of complaining and uh, just uh, being disappointed that other people are not valuing us, we need to start valuing ourselves. So just getting in touch with your own true self, getting in touch with your own true being. So that's why I wrote in my book, it's so important to spend some quiet time in the morning, just being, just being in touch with yourself and then experiencing your life, then experiencing this world and then going out in the world. Thank you. That's such quality advice to just spend a little little time in the morning reconnecting with all that you are. Um, since I was raised Catholic, I used to, because people would say, what are you doing differently, Janine? You're a different person, that kind of thing. Because as you meditate and you spend that time with yourself, you really do come back to what you really are as opposed to what you're you're trying to present so that you can stay in a safe place. Some people, you know, they put up defenses because they're trying to be in a safe space. But one of the things I like to share with them is that when you pray, you're talking to God. Yeah. But when you meditate, you're listening and you say the same things. Only you use it a little differently because you're working with corporate clients. But I was like, yeah, she gets it. She gets it. Because when I was reading your book and you were talking about meditation, about sit quietly and just listen to what you're saying to yourself. Yeah. Be mindful. You know, all these words. I just absolutely love that aspect of it. So we're going to kind of wrap up the interview right now. But I wanted you, is there any last thoughts that you'd care to share with? our listeners uh you know again i'm a big advocate of uh, meditation i would just say like it's so important to just spend some quiet time in the morning you can call it centering just being present and just uh just having some uh, moment of peace and quiet is so important it sets a tone for the day and you start seeing things totally differently and you change from inside and uh, things that bother you or uh, about other people will not bother you again the same way. Because I can uh, tell from my own experience, I was, you know, being introvert and very sensitive girl. I, uh, before having this regular meditation practice, I used to feel so sensitive about other people's opinions, about their behavior. But now if somebody says anything mean to me or anything that happens, and all I needed is a few moments of, peace and quiet and I'm good to go and I'm not mad at them anymore so you change and that's a plus you know not to be mad at people anymore yeah so then you start getting in control of your own reactions and the way you respond to the world and to the life that's lovely 
This has been Viva Sharma, and I would love for you to go out and grab her book, Turn Within, Reconnect with Your Inner Peace and Well-Being. She's stressing the importance of meditation. I know you see a lot of stuff free on the internet, but I cannot stress enough about how having a coach that literally knows all of the boundaries, the potholes, the speed bumps that you go through in meditation. She and I were talking about that before the show a bit, just the challenges. She knows. She knows what can guide you through your meditative process. So if you're one of those people where you're like, oh, I can't meditate, would you please find a coach? And I highly recommend somebody who has a book out that you can read, such as Viva, and then move through that process and then say, okay, it's time to have somebody kind of hold me by the hand for a little bit. Viva, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you giving us your advice and your wisdom. Thanks, Janine. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. And this is Janine Bolin, and we look forward to having you in the next episode. And I also remind you, my dear listener, wherever you are, don't you dare forget that you are a, star, a child of the stars. You are one with the universe. And all we're asking you to do in this show is remember that you are one with the divine and that you are expressing in total and complete creativity. So get back to writing that book. Get back to being creative in whatever way that is. And please don't forget to connect with home. Have a great day. This has been The Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the 8gates.com. Thanks for listening.